0: Hello and welcome to Father Luke's Homilies. This homily was preached in the Catholic parish of St Mark's, Ipswich, for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A. I pray that this homily is of some use to you. God bless you. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Peter went up to Jesus and said, "'Lord, how often must I forgive my brother "'if he wrongs me? "'As often as seven times?' Jesus answered, "'Not seven, I tell you, but seventy-seven times.'" And so the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who decided to settle his accounts with his servants. When the reckoning began, they bought him a man who owed 10,000 talents, but he had no means of paying. So his master gave orders that he should be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions to meet the debt. At this, the servant threw himself down at his master's feet. Give me time, he said, and I will pay the whole sum. And the servant's master felt so sorry for him that he let him go and canceled the debt. Now, As this servant went out, he happened to meet a fellow servant who owed him one hundred denarii. And he seized him by the throat and began to throttle him. "'Pay what you owe me,' he said. His fellow servant fell at his feet and implored him, saying, "'Give me time and I will pay you.' But the other would not agree. On the contrary, he had him thrown into prison till he should pay the debt." His fellow servants were deeply distressed when they saw what had happened. They went to their master and reported the whole affair to him. Then the master sent for him. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours when you appealed to me. Were you not bound then to have pity on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And in his anger, the master handed him over to the torturers till he should pay all his debt. And that is how my heavenly Father will deal with you, unless you each forgive your brother from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Several years ago, Uh, in my previous parish, we hosted a play that told the true life story of the Dutch Christian Corrie ten Boom. The ten Boom family hid Jews in the Second World War and as a result were sent to a concentration camp at Ravensbrück. It was there where Corrie watched as her beloved sister Betsy ill-treated by the Nazi guards, died. After the war, Corrie became an evangelist, travelling the world, speaking powerfully about the love and the mercy of God. In 1947, whilst speaking in a Munich church, a balding man in a grey overcoat stepped forward to greet her. Tori froze. She recognised this man. She knew him well. He'd been one of the most vicious guards at Ravensbrück, one who had mocked the women prisoners as they showered. It came back with a rush, she wrote. The huge room with its harsh overhead lights, the pathetic pile of dresses and shoes in the centre of the floor, the shame of walking naked past this man. You mentioned Ravensbrook in your talk, the man was saying. I was a guard there, but since that time, he went on, I've become a Christian. I know that God has forgiven me for the cruel things that I did there, but I would like to hear it from your lips as well. The hand came out. Will you forgive me? And I stood there. I, whose sins had had to be forgiven again and again, and could not forgive. Betsy had died in that place. Could he erase her slow, terrible death simply for the asking? The soldier stood there expectantly, waiting for Corrie to shake his hand. She recalls, I wrestled with the most difficult thing I ever had to do. For I had to do it. I knew that. The message that God forgives has a prior condition. That we forgive those who have injured us. Standing there before the former SS man, Corrie remembered that forgiveness is an act of the will, not an emotion. Jesus, help me, she prayed. I can lift my hand. I can do that much. You supply the feeling, you do the rest. Corrie thrust out her hand. And as she did, an incredible thing took place. The current started in my shoulder, she writes. It raced down my arms, sprang into her jo- our joined hands. And then this healing warmth seemed to flood my whole being, bringing tears to my eyes. I forgive you, brother, I cried out with all my heart. For a long moment we grasped each other's hands, the former guard and the former prisoner. I had never known God's love so intensely as I did then. But even so, I realised it was not my love. I had tried. I did not have the power. It was the power of the Holy Spirit. When Peter asked Jesus, How often he must forgive the person who wronged him. He probably thought he was being generous in suggesting seven times as a possible answer. Perhaps he even expected praise. At last, Jesus would recognise that Peter was on the right track. He'd finally grasped that God's ways are more abundant than human ways, that God wants us to go that little bit further, forgiving more than just once or twice. If we could go back and see Peter's expression as he heard Jesus' reply, it would probably have been a combination of shock and horror. Not forgive seven times, but seventy-seven times. In other words, Jesus says, as often as is required. In effect, always. 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 To explore the significance of forgiveness more fully, Jesus then tells the story of the parable of the unforgiving servant, a master who mercifully cancels a great debt to his servant and later learns that the same servant has been cruelly unforgiving in cancelling a much, much smaller debt owed to him. The master's anger is then so great that he recalls his servant, withdraws his generosity and imprisons him until he pays his debt. And in telling the parable, Jesus wanted to explain not merely how often we must forgive, but also why we should forgive a brother or sister when they wrong us. And our reason for showing mercy time and time again is because that is how God forgives us. It's how God forgives us. If we have been forgiven much, and we have Through God's love and compassion, then in gratitude and in imitation of God's ways, we too must forgive in return. No ifs, no buts. And if we can't do it, we ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Ecclesiasticus puts it another way. If someone nurses anger against another, can they demand compassion from the Lord Cory Temboom reminds us that the message that God forgives has a prior condition that we forgive those who have injured us. Whatever its form, however serious, there is a time for he- hating to stop in every life, in all our relationships, and throughout our world. We can only have peace. We can only have reconciliation when someone steps forth and decides to break the cycle of unforgiveness. This may not always be easy. It may not always come quickly, but we are called to recapture the fact that we live for the Lord and not merely for ourselves. Hating will only stop when forgiveness begins, how often must we forgive? Always. because God has forgiven us in Christ. Amen Hello and thank you for listening to my homily podcast. For more information about the Catholic parish of St. Mark's in Ipswich, go to St. Mark's Parish. Dot org dot if you'd like to check out my blog, go to fatherlukegoymore.com. God bless you and see you next time.